People of the internet, EDB here. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett for long. And, uh, well, let's talk about it. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And uh, you're, uh, well, let's just round us. We're going to be honest here is what I'm trying to say, if I can get my words right. This week, you're not really in the gym, you know? You're trying to get your life right trying to get your last minute shopping in, you're spending time with your family, you may be meditating, whatever the case may be. But this is not a week of activeness. No, 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 no. This is going to be a week of reflectiveness. And so if we're going to continue in our 30 minute journey, which I hope that you will find a way to do something, whether it's yoga, whether it's walking, something active, but be more reflective. And that's what you're going to hear this week, all week, reflecting back on the journey of EDB. Seeing as we come into the end of this decade, I wanted to get with people who were instrumental in this decade for me, going all the way back to 2013, 14, reminiscing on my life, my journey, the people who have helped to build and help me to progress to elevate, to uh, morph into this person that I am now. It's reflection time. And the first reflection is a buddy of mine named Chris O'Brien. And we're going to reflect, or he's going to reflect with me after I pay a bill. I've uh, pressed record. And, um, uh, as I said, um, I'm envisioning this conversation as a Sunday afternoon in a Starbucks cafeteria. Do they call them cafeteria? No, they're coffee shops. I, I, yeah, I think cafe, actually. I think that's, the, that's what their preferred uh, placement of their you know, the so. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's, I said 12 o'clock. It's about 1230 or 1 at this point in time. <laughs> And well, the thing about doing this, not doing this at a Starbucks is that it's, we're not going to get loud and scare away the other customers. So. No, no, because it's not going to get intensely racist. And <laughs> <laughs> to which I start looking around like uh, <laughs> I'm the only black guy in here that is actually having conversations that is anti-liberal. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that's, that's worse than being a racist. Yeah, so. I mean, you know. And uh, the other good thing about this uh, conversation that is going to differ from uh, our envisionment of this being one o'clock on a Sunday is that this podcast is not going to go into four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's yeah, good. yeah. I got, got places to be today. <laughs> I, I mean, you know. So um, I, um, this is um, at, at the, the time of this release is going to be about three days till Christmas. Monday morning. Christmas is on Wednesday, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's all a blur to me. I don't. I don't. I don't know anything. <laughs> days of the week. Yeah, yeah. You know, days, times. You know, the sun rises and sets. So days yeah. are like relevant to me. Um, and uh, I'm going to do something that's going to shock you. And I decided Uh-oh. to to tell you live so that you oh, can boy. be physically shocked about it. You ready for this? All right. Let's do it. I am recording today. 
I am recording uh, Monday. I am also recording two on Monday. And I'm doing another one on, I think, two. So basically what I'm trying to say, Mr. Christopher, is that I'm going to do something that is going to make you lose your shit. Okay. You ready for this? All right. All right. Let's do it. Christmas Eve until Kwanzaa, EDB will be on vacation. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Giving a round of applause over here. How about that? You're taking two whole days off, huh? Two whole days, man. man. That, that 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 is revolutionary. Yeah. That 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 is that is the pinnacle of evolution. <laughs> I'm glad you're doing that. I've been telling you for a long time that you need to take a vacation, regroup, you know, kind of take a step back and just enjoy yourself. Don't don't think about work for a day or, or a really more like a week, but you're doing two days. So, you know, it's baby steps towards relaxation. I, I mean, guess, so. you know, if I go if I go too long, then then people start to catching up with me in the market and I can't have that. <laughs> well, good for you. Congratulations. I'm I glad mean, you're doing that. You have to understand, Chris, that I'm not that smart. So, you know, the only way I maintain my edge is to make sure that the smart people are way behind me. Uh, okay. There's something to that. But. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. People like you, you're going on vacation, you know, you're, you're uh, as somebody decides that they want to tell me that they're live on Instagram or on, on uh-huh. or whatever that is, I should probably put my phone on silent so nobody can call me and interrupt me yeah. while I'm doing these things, you know. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, you know, people like you who are super smart, who believe in vacation, mm-hmm. the secret to my success is to not take vacations so that when you smart people are on vacation, I can get like six weeks ahead of you. Uh. So that when you come back, by the time you catch up, it'll be time for you to take another vacation. How long a vacation do you think I'm taking? Uh, what every quarter? Okay, that's all right. One to two weeks at a time. Anyway, so um, we are um, we're here at the end of 2019, and um, end of the decade. Yeah, which. Uh, somebody presented a question to me. Now, Christopher, I brought up the vacation piece because um, one of the things that you have bullied me about in some instances <laughs> is that, A, I don't take vacations. Uh-huh. And you mentioned it in your remarks about me going on vacation that it is a good time to stop and reflect, uh-huh. which I don't do that well either. <laughs> and so... If I sit down at an interview and someone says, tell me what you've done, I can't remember. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I've never taken time to really process what has happened. Mm-hmm. And I, um, in processing it, I realized 17, 18, 19, uh, we're literally approaching four years, mm-hmm. you and I, of communicating. Yeah. And hammering out issues, which is kind of fascinating for me to think that it's been four years. Yeah. And uh, in taking time to process it and these two days or three, whatever it is that that I'm taking off is more along the lines of taking time to literally. It's not really a vacation vacation, uh-huh. but it's more of a sit down and process what has happened this decade. Yeah. 
Uh because this has really been a good decade for me. (laughs) That's great. Uh, Good for you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so if if we started talking in 17 and my introduction to Norfolk started in 16, well, that's uh, 2020 will be five years. So that's half a decade right there. Four years, really. Uh, not to get you know technical. On the I record, mean, do we have but... to get technical? <laughs> Round it up. I mean, you know. And then, uh, well, it is five years because the whole thing of me leaving the courthouse and deciding that I was never going to uh, work for you know, you know that whole story. We'll we'll have to share that maybe in a uh, next podcast. But yeah. that was in 2015. You know, January 15, 2015. You know, Martin Luther King's uh-huh. birthday. So technically 2015 to now heading into 2020 has been the five years of uh, actually putting in the work and to see what has happened in five years is very fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to talk about that. I just wanted to kind of explain why we're here and then we can start from uh, where we met because I'm trying Mm -hmm. to process this as you mentioned i don't process or reflect well so this is hard for me that's what you said i didn't say that <laughs> you you said it in so many uncertain terms it's like reflected in so many of our conversations where you say that i say something and i go that's not exactly what i said <laughs> uh-huh it, it, it's, it's like an impeachment process what is sexual relations <laughs> um, but then again if that's what you heard then you know let's talk about that. <laughs> of course. So, um, the year is 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 45 has just been elected. Mm-hmm. The world has lost their shit. Mm-hmm. Um, shit. Shit is that it's not been found yet. No. Y- yeah, no, still ha- still hasn't been found yet. Still, still lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 has not been flushed down the toilet yet. It's just walking around somewhere. <laughs> oh. Terrible energy. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry. If you open your window you, and you smell something, you know, that, that's what it is. You, you just don't know where, but it's, it's still out yeah. there. Yeah. And so um, at the time that uh, he's been elected and people losing their shit, we have statues that are now being discovered that's all around the city of and mm-hmm. states uh, designated to the Confederacy. Which became a hot topic here in the Shevin Five Shevin. <laughs> and in future conversations, when you know we get into you know us booking the territory, if you will, mm-hmm. we must talk about how much we hate that seven five seven. Well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, and so um, we're uh, at Church Stella, aka Cafe Stella. Because, you know, that's where all the white church people go after, you know, Sunday morning worship. <laughs> yeah, wrong. <laughs> and um, Andrea McClellan is there. Mm-hmm. And Cat, uh, Cat, that's her name. I couldn't think of it when I was talking in a previous video that's over on <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash Eric D. Barrett. Shameless plug. That has 15.8 thousand views, by the way. Wow, very yeah. impressive. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't think of that girl's name. Her name was Kat. And I'm not going to say her last yeah. name because uh, never mind. 
surprising. And so she had a, uh, we had a city council meeting uh, one Tuesday night, uh, and Andrea McClellan wasn't there. And so she agreed. I want to say it's in August this city council meeting was of 2017. And Andrea McClellan agreed to meet with Kat uh, that Thursday, I want to say. Or maybe the next day. I don't remember. It's all a blur. But anyway, Andrea was sitting there and talking to Kat. And you were there. And I was there. And we were more like, you know, two dudes sitting there watching the women run the show <laughs> with our arms folded. I'm very comfortable being in, yeah. Yeah. Excuse me? I'm very comfortable to be in that, that situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't understand why you're not married yet. You know, you're, you're very submissive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> and uh, no, I'm not doing an interview for your wife at this point. Um, that'll be for future podcasts. Tune in. Okay. Um, <laughs> And so uh, Andrea looks over at me and she says, well, what are you doing? And as you will come to learn, you don't give me a platform and expect me not to take it. (laughs) That's true. To which I did. And uh, backtrack a little bit. uh, I bullied. Well, I won't say I bullied my way into that meeting because the meeting was literally set up to be between Kat and uh, Andrea and I just asked to go. Granted, I used the fact that I was a black guy to get into that meeting. <laughs> because, I mean, the conversation was um, they were talking about taking down a statue and how it was offensive to black people. And I made that statement because I argued to black people to please use this racial conversation to your advantage. <laughs> Which is literally how the last five years of my life has progressed because I've used the racial conversation (laughs) to my advantage. (laughs) And so I believe without having to twist Kat's arm too much, I went, you're going to talk to her and you don't have a black guy? (laughs) And she's like, you're right, let's go. (laughs) And so I went and I explained myself to her. I don't remember what I said. I'm I'm sure you wouldn't either. It was a long time ago. But the conversation ended with uh, let's get together and chat sometime, me and Andrea. And I said, okay. And then you also gave me your email and said, let's chat, which you've come to realize was a bad idea. (laughs) Three and a half years later, the regret's still there. (laughs) Three and a half years, which is 36 months at three and a half hours a day. You do that math, sir, of how much time you've stolen from me. (laughs) I know, I gotta send you an invoice. Oh, please, that bill will be excruciating. Uh, we may have to shut down the government for that one. Um, and so we started once a month meeting. We met at Cafe Stella. We've been to Starbucks. We've been to The Cure. We've been to Chick-fil-A. Yeah, Chick-fil-A, don't forget about that. Yeah. That's where I learned you could order to your cable at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we literally... Um, in many cases, book the city from those three-hour meetings. Uh-huh. Uh, it was from our conversations that I we came up with the think tank. Uh-huh. 
Uh Uh, We came up with the idea of uh, how did you do social activism or what we needed to do from the black versus white conversation. And the most popularized or the most, uh, I guess, successful conversation that we had was uh, connecting with Freemason Street Baptist Church, uh-huh. which in the new decade looks to be a very profiting uh, conversation. That's great. So I guess what I'm trying to say is we're talking because a lot of my success from a local level it's all your fault. <laughs> I don't take that blame. <laughs> I don't accept it. And um, I, I thought that we would uh, kind of uh, discuss a little bit of the process of how we we, we 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 come to or what was in our minds and what we were dealing with because you, you talk about a lot of history and a lot of stuff of that nature. So, yeah, the background for that meeting on my end was that... Um, I had, I had contacted Andrea um, as a as a concerned citizen. She's my uh, my super ward um, council member, and uh, I'd written her because I I'd known her a little bit, uh, having having talked to her in the past on campaign issues and on some other stuff when she was in the planning commission. And, um, so I, I contacted her. And I said, you know, this this fact that we have this statue downtown worries me because not only you know the message that it's sending about you know, Norfolk in the, in the 21st century and where our priorities are, since it is right there in the middle of downtown, right in the middle of our sort of business district, um, having a Confederate monument. But also just that, you know, I don't want to, <laughs> unless it's from Charlottesville, I don't want a Charlottesville in Norfolk, you know. We don't want to have those, you know, nutbag uh, uh, neo-Nazis in town, you know, roughing our people up and doing that kind of stuff, so... Um, right. So she said, well, come meet with me and, and I'll meet with a few other people and we can talk some about that. Um, so that was what brought me to that meeting. And, and um, I think broadly, I think our, uh, our our interests were aligned going into it. And uh, since then, you know, we've been meeting once a month or so, like you were saying, and, and kind of talking through, um, you know, kind of, I think, I think one thing that's been valuable about the conversations we've had is that we haven't been talking about like, the things that you're going to see on cable news a lot. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about 45. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the world and what a shit show it is and that kind of stuff. But we've, we've had conversations that are so much more, um, you know, broad reaching than that. And, um, and I, and like you said, you know, we've talked about history, we've talked about religion we've talked about philosophy. I mean, I, I for one really enjoy talking about those with anyone, but I certainly appreciate talking about them with you because I feel like, um, you know, even though we may disagree on, on certain things and certain points, I mean, you're always willing to jump into that discussion and have it in a way that is that is constructive and is thoughtful and makes me think. And hopefully uh, you walk away thinking a little bit, too, and, and we're able to kind of challenge each other, but in a really um, respectful way and then I think in a way that, that really illuminates things. Um, certainly on my end, I feel like I, I come away from those thinking about you know, issues in the community and then just sort of broader issues differently um, based on the things that, that I hear from you and the way that you, you think about things that are pretty different from a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the ways that I think about them. Um, and so I, I think that it's, uh, it's remarkable in this day and age to be able to have those kinds of conversations, um, even though we're, you know, our, our ideological bridge is not a, a huge one. Um, 
we come from different backgrounds. We come from different parts of town, different, you know, educational situations, all that kind of stuff. Um, but the things that we share in common uh, provide a real sort of jumping off point for us to get into the things that that are that we feel differently about. And I think, um, you know, being able to address those in a way that um, that uh, honestly uh, views them and doesn't try to cloak them in some sort of talking point or, or whatever. Um, I think that's the, that's the kind of model that's going to get us through a lot of the current uh, un, unpleasantness that we uh, that we see so often all over the place. Um, so what I'm saying is that I think you and I are very smart, and I think that more people should be like us. So. <laughs> you want to know something? I had to get up, <laughs> go get a tissue and a drink for that conversation. <laughs> It, it is amazing how I sit down and people say, tell me about yourself. And I'm like, I don't know. But then I let people like you do it. It's like, yeah, that. <laughs> it's like, holy hell, they can do it better than I can. <laughs> like, how can somebody else in, uh, uh, interview you better than you can interview yourself? <laughs> Jeez, man. That well, was... I, mean, I, I just think that, uh, that, that a quality that you possess and that I think a lot of other people don't is, is uh, both a very strong conviction of the things that you believe but also a willingness to examine those things um, and change your mind if you uh, if you're presented with facts that, that contradict what you already thought and and you know I think that art of reexamination is uh, is what's really you know at the basis of a, of a, a well-trained mind and an educated mind and I think um, you know the fact that you're able to to do that often I mean some people can only do that once a year you know <laughs> but I feel like you know the conversations we have, and I, I find myself doing the same thing for, based on what you what you tell me. Um, and so I think it's a good exercise for both of us um, to be able to, to do that and kind of keep your mind limber and, and loose and, and open to new new thinking and new ideas because um, you know that's the only way to make progress. So <laughs> I want to tell you something I've never told you before. <laughs> okay. There are times when I wake up for our, the day of our meeting, I'm like, holy hell, I'm going to war. <laughs> and it's like, why do I keep doing this? And then I leave and I go, why do I keep doing this to myself? <laughs> it's like, the world is designed to not be this freaking hard, man. <laughs> like, it's not war. Here's what it is. Here's what our conversations are. This is what I'll, this is the image that I'll, that I'll give to you about it. It's like, and uh, I say this not having ever done it because I mean, it's, it's a ridiculous thing to even think about doing, but like, it's like if you're going to climb a rock face, you know, and you've got somebody there who's, who's, you're either climbing and the person's helping you with the rope or you're the one holding the rope, make sure that person doesn't fall. It is a, it is a process that is like taxing on both people to be involved and it's entirely cooperative, even though the people are moving towards different objectives and doing different things. And at the end of it, you know, you've achieved this thing where you've gotten to the top of the wall. And I think that's that's a uh, that's a lot of what our conversations are about. So I don't I don't think of it as a war. I don't think of it as confrontational. I think that we're both working and trying to to, to reach a better understanding of uh, of the world and of our places in it. So I appreciate that you're willing to put forth the effort to uh, to do that on a monthly basis because, like I said, a lot of people don't do that even on a yearly basis. Um, and so it's a valuable exercise for me. Because you know, if you're if you're not checking your own uh, ideas against somebody who may not agree with them, then uh, then then the, you're gonna just keep reinforcing bad logic and bad 
um, understanding of facts and stuff. And so you gotta be able to make your case. And, and I appreciate that you're you're willing to to do the same. Um, I, will, I, I think you know, I, we, we both gain a lot out of it, I think. I will say that I have gained the confidence of how to present my argument <laughs> because <laughs> of our conversations. Oh, good. Because I, it, it, it's 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 a thing that you sit. I sit down. I'm like, this bastard's going to bring the pain, <laughs> and, and, and I better know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> and literally, uh, because of our conversations, presenting my argument has become easy. And as you say, a lot of folks, especially in our political system, they want to make decisions, but they don't want to present their argument. And because of our conversations, I have become comfortable with my argument and realizing that if I'm right, the facts will will back it up. And if I'm wrong, it's okay to do admit it and move on. And 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 I, I want to appreciate you for uh, for uh, as my grandmother would say, being the best professor that life could ever give me. <laughs> Son of a, of a professor, I, I take that. Uh, I take that, but very seriously. I appreciate that. It's like, it's like strong compliment. So yeah, um, it's but, been... you know. But I would say too that you know, it's not. I, I am not the only one doing the teaching here. So I, I'm getting just as much teaching from you. So don't feel like that that, I, that you're just there to listen to me talk. I, I, I feel that's. I think one thing that's really valuable about our conversations is that you know we both give each other equal time and uh, and, and allow for that sort of thoughtfulness. I'm glad you mentioned that because most people like to say that every conversation that I have is a monologue and it's like <laughs> maybe if you kept up with me it wouldn't be a monologue <laughs> well you know I, I like to think of a lot of the times when I'm listening to things that you're saying I mean some of that is uh, some of it is an evolution of a thought as it's happening you know and that's that's fine that's that's the way when you talk something out out loud you know it has to make sense to you first when you hear it and then it makes sense in your brain and then when you say it it has to make sense then and then it has to make sense to the person that you're talking to so it's really those three levels um and so i you know i don't mind listening to you go on for 10 minutes about something <laughs> but yeah so so i i i know because i used to as, as we wrap this up i used to uh when i go in these meetings everybody would leave and say oh every time we talk it's a monologue and i'm like <laughs> I used to feel some type of way about this. Like, no, you just can't fucking keep up. <laughs> that's, that's, you want me to be stupid <laughs> so that you can keep up. It's like, no, yeah. keep up. And you know, I think I think the other part of that is, if I just jump in real quick, I think the other part of that is, I, I think people who say that are people who are not necessarily ready to engage with the things that you're saying. They're just waiting for their chance to talk. And so they're just waiting to jump into the conversation, but that's not really a conversation. That's just two monologues at each other, you know? Right. And so it's fine. If somebody has a, like a long impassioned, you know, way they want to lay out an argument, then the, the response to that can't just be, all right, well, here's my talking point. It has to be a response to that argument. And, you know, I, I think people are just not willing to listen. I think when they complain about, you know, if they complain about a monologue, it's because they haven't been willing to listen and engage um, with the things that you're saying. So, yeah. So in, in, in my conclusion, because I'm, I'm dumb after this, I, I have people have asked, well, how do you sit down in front of Andrea or 
other council people and you can present your case in three minutes. And I go, that's because I had a three and a half hour work session with Chris O'Brien. <laughs> and by the time it gets to the, the, the Senate floor, if you will, that thing is perfect. <laughs> you got your elevator speech all worked out. It, it is perfect. <laughs> that thing has been hammered. <laughs> it, it has been thought through. It has been rejected, <laughs> despised. I've even stabbed six people in my brain. <laughs> it, and, and by the time it gets to wherever it needs to go, it, it is perfected. And so I I appreciate it. And, and like I said, I, I look at a lot of my success and um, as, as great as people like to say EDB is, uh, you have to credit people like Chris O'Brien who has uh, beat the crap out of the brain of EDB <laughs> to make him the guy that he is. And I appreciate it. Well, we all stand on the shoulders of the people who care about us who are willing to take us to task sometimes. I mean, the, the friend isn't just a friend who, uh, who agrees with you all the time. You know, that the, the best friends are the ones who are willing to call you out sometimes when they, when they disagree and, and are willing to have a conversation with you about it. And so, you know, I, I, uh, simply try to perform that function for you and, and I appreciate what you do for me as well and, and I value that in all my friends so I'm glad we're able to have that kind of uh, kind of friendship so well sir I've taken up a lot of your time and <laughs> and it's the it's it's the Christmas season so you have things to do and, and I have to go and figure out how the hell this vacation thing works <laughs> and uh, well it's been a, been, a, been a good opportunity to talk to you I always appreciate it so and uh Maybe uh, maybe one day, I don't know. It might be a possibility. You know, Slover has the new uh, the new uh, podcasting booth in there. Yeah, let's get in there. Yeah, maybe a live. I don't know if I'm gonna stay in there with you three and a half hours because that place is hot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, can we get coffee in there, or is that not allowed? I mean, that's a big question. That's I mean, you know, the, the, these are these are questions and concerns that 2020 can, uh, you know, allow us to yeah. answer. All right. <laughs> All right, sir. We have fun. All right, man. It was nice talking to you. Uh-huh. <sighs> well, that's the podcast today. I, I know you're pretty shocked that uh, there is no song. But again, I just wanted us to reflect this time. I want us to spend this week to really focus on who we are as people. And I hope that uh, this first conversation with my buddy Chris O'Brien has helped to maybe give you some pointers into who you are and how you can better yourself as we head into 2020. Again, thanks, Chris, for that opportunity or for you sharing your thoughts and helping me to... I'm motivated by listening to what other people think about me. It motivates me, and it shows me where my skills are, what my strengths are, and even how I can get better. So I would love to hear how this podcast has motivated you. You can find me somewhere on the internet. Eric Deshaun Barrett on Instagram, Eric D. Barrett on Twitter, Eric D. Barrett on Facebook, Eric Barrett on YouTube, and also email me, ericdeshaunbarrett at gmail.com. All of those places, any of those places, anywhere else online you may find me, just type in Eric Barrett, Eric Deshaun Barrett, E. Deshaun Barrett. Put one of those and you'll find me. And if I'm there, chat with me. 
I look forward to spending more time with you. Or I look forward to our next conversation with you. I look forward to enjoying my vacation as you're enjoying your vacation. And we're traveling and motivating and reflecting together. Until next time, for me and mine, unto you and yours. Laters. Thank you.